Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Forever Athletic podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. And today I want to tell you the story of how Dan and Luke became of the strongest guys in the gym because they had an epic session last night. It was the best part of my day, even though it happened later in the day. Absolutely peaked everything else. So I just want to share their story with you. And I want to take this episode to essentially give these two guys a shout out because I fucking love working with them. And they've done some really incredible stuff recently as a result of just simply accumulating a boatload of work in the gym over the last two years. And it is all credit to them. They genuinely massively deserve the progress that they've seen recently. And they embody pretty much everything that I'd once have in a client and what I see in people that I call everyday athletes. I want to share their story because I think you can learn a lot from their journey too. So I'm just going to summarize it and share it with you over the next 10, 12, 15 minutes or so. So let's just give this all a little bit of a context. Let's just explain a little bit, a little bit about who these guys are. So Luke and Dan, a couple of clients I've had for a good little while. They're both 40-ish, both very successful and busy in their jobs and careers. Luke has his own very successful plastering and rendering business and Dan is progressing higher and higher up in the NHS, kind of behind the scenes in the infrastructure side of things. Both are also parents, both dedicated husbands or partners and both fit in this gym thing around everything that being successful and, and at work and present in their home life kind of brings with it. The way it works with them is they train with me once per week in the gym as kind of like a two-to-one personal training session and then they do the remaining three sessions of their program together as much as possible but without me so if they can train together they will do if work doesn't allow it they'll train solo i won't be there apart from that one session per week where we kind of catch up and see how things are going and i've also worked with them previously in my previous job where i was a head coach uh, before i went self-employed a couple of years ago so we've got a lot of lifting under the belt together um, at that point they were part of a small group kind of personal training program similar in style to what i offer online in strong in 60 but it was an in-person sort of program in a, in a private gym and they both made great progress on there by the time that kind of came to the end they were lifting really good numbers so 100 kilo plus bench presses 150 plus deadlifts unassisted unassisted pull-ups that sort of stuff but the key bit both of them had done in that kind of first couple of years of lifting in that small group training program is that they made this whole lifting thing and eating better on the daily basis a kind of fixture of their lifestyles it had become something that both of them enjoyed and to this extent now i reckon for them they'd probably both see it as a non-negotiable within their own weeks as a way to both take a fraction of their own time from themselves but as a big investment in themselves to make them feel better look better um, and just live a better life moving forwards essentially so the nature of a program like strong in 60 all the small group training programs that luke and dan were on at the time is that it's not written for any one person in particular so and this is particularly true when you do it in person so as you progress further you progress away from some of the other people um, who the program is written for as well because it has to be a bit of a catch-all for a lot of people and be scalable up and down and like I said this is exacerbated when it's done in person because you always have to account for the newbie who's going to potentially turn up to the session having done very little training very few um, lifts very low technique sort of thing and they're going to be going in the same session alongside people who've been training for two years plus and they've got some really good progress just like um, Luke and Dan had got kind of two to three years into their lifting journey it's a bit of a less of a thing on an online version like Strong in 60 because the phases can just gradually progress and the newbies can start at the beginning and the progressed people can be on the progressed phases. And that can just happen because you're not physically training together. But anyway, that's a slight kind of sojourn. So let's get back to the, the actual task at hand. 
So it was a good time for them to jump over to a personalized program, written a little bit more specifically for people at their level with the background of lifting that they got to help them continue to progress in the gym and fit the right amount of training intensity and volume into their sessions uh, without having to account for other people uh, at the same time. And they've done that now for two years. And just let me run you through how kind of some of their numbers have progressed in that time. So on the squat, Dan, February 2022, 165 kilos. February 2024, as in a couple of weeks ago, 205 kilos. So from 165 to 205 kilos, that's a 40 kilo increase on his back squat. Luke, and we'll put this in the context of that he does have slightly fragile backs. This isn't something that we push quite as much uh, or quite as freely as we do with Dan. But in February 2022, his back squat was 96 kilos. February 2024, he's got up to 140 kilos on that. So again, another 44-ish kilo increase. Bench press in February 2022, Dan was 112 kilos. April 2023, so beginning of last year, 140 kilos. So what's that, a 28 kilo increase on his bench press in a year and a half. Luke, February 2022, 101 kilos. December 2023, 125 kilos. So what's that, 24 kilos put onto his bench press epic progress there and then deadlifts which is what we hit last night in the gym so dan february 2022 181 kilos just from memory just to be totally transparent with this i think his pb was actually a bit higher than that but that was our first kind of testing session that we did got 181 yesterday dan deadlifted 250 kilos so if we're going off that 181 that's nearly 70 kilo increase on his deadlift it was probably more like 200 and something maybe 210 but still 40 kilo increase on his deadlift that's pretty serious going and 250 is a very serious number and then luke in february 2022 he was deadlifting 149 kilos very specifically yesterday he deadlifted 202.5 kilograms and I'm literally buzzing for the both of them. That 200 deadlift, that 200 kilo deadlift, sorry, was a big target for Luke for a long time. And he's now got it. And then some, and then that 250 has been a big target. But Danny's attempted it a couple of times before and not made it. And yesterday he absolutely smoked it, like just nailed his technique down to get that 250 up past his knees and beyond. And then this is alongside the body composition changes that they've seen. So previously when trimming down this kind of time of year, so this is a bit of a cycle that the boys will go through. They'll go through the winter kind of eating a little bit more freely, maybe gain a little bit of weight, just kind of enjoy themselves, but also do that alongside training so that they're going to have a little bit more energy for their training session to make this sort of strength of progress. Then it gets to this sort of time of year and they start to think about trimming it down a little bit, just ready for the summer. Very kind of familiar logical pattern for a lot of people um, would done. So Dan previously would have worked to, we were talking about this last night, Dan to, I think he said right around to 84, 85-ish kilos when he was very, very lean. Um, so yeah, getting down to like a really low body fat percentage was Dan, probably something single sort of digit at that point at 84, 85-ish kilos. On this cut, he was saying yesterday that he doesn't think he's going to be able to get himself underneath 95 kilos as there's just too much of him underneath the body fat these days. So when you do strip down, that's just what is left. There's a 95-ish kilo bloke um, just made of muscle just living underneath that little layer of body fat that you build up through the winter. And then Luke previously, as he was saying, he would have walked into the gym fully clothed 5 p.m. after a day of eating and drinking and weighed in at around, I think he said 95, 96 kilos, that sort of ballpark. Now, just day to day, he's close to 100 kilos. First thing in the morning, boxers, nothing else on, and a massive change in his body composition and his chest, shoulders, arms are like unrecognizable from when they were probably about a year ago, to be honest. In the last year, that kind of area for him has just massively progressed. But let's just say the main thing again 
is that at this point, they're both loving their lifting. They've got a structure and a routine that they enjoy. It's rewarding. And very importantly, they're bought into it. So they just turn up and trust it and commit. Then they've got accountability, both from myself, but probably more apparently from each other to both do the work that needs to be done, but then also push each other along to things that they wouldn't do otherwise. So Dan, like I said, he'd missed that 250 deadlift a couple of times. So what we did is yesterday, we just arranged our kind of session this week to coincide with deadlift and we'll do it all three of us together, even though it's in theory supposed to be a a deload week for them. But just getting the three of us together, that camaraderie, that kind of spirit, all that sort of stuff just helped him, like I said, absolutely smoke it. Just that extra little boost just to get you through, get that bar. It got stuck at his knees for a couple of weeks and he's just got it past now um, and made it look really, really clean last week. And then because Dan was going for it and having a good session, Luke just joined in and he one-upped his kind of new PB that he hit from maybe last week or the week before where he hit 200 for the first time. He's kind of proven that it's not a fluke and he's got himself 202.5 and just gone that little bit further just because, you know, that training environment is there. And it's a real recipe for success, that structure, routine, clarity, buy-in, support, accountability. And if we think about it that way and not necessarily the sets and the reps, but those more kind of, what's the word, like ethereal things, they're the things that have really made this work over time. But when you tune into this podcast, I know that you are interested in what the program actually looks like. So let's kind of talk you through it. So what we've done over the last couple of years, since we've been self-employed, working with Luke and Dan in this kind of two to one sort of scenario with one session in person and three done uh, online, is we started off in a first initial kind of very strength focused set of blocks. So kind of within this period of time, Dan would have hit his 200 kilo squat, 140 kilo bench. Luke Luke would have got his first 125 kilo bench, double body weight deadlifts, those sorts of things because of this sort of training. So we were doing four sessions per week split into two upper, two lower. Okay. And the whole way through, we've been very percentage focused in their programming. So that's saying that if we're doing a set of five, we're doing it at this percentage. So maybe 80 to 85% of their one rep max, that sort of programming. Because that gives us kind of the correct intensities to work at to make sure we're doing the type of work that we need to be doing. And that often looks like when you're working at strength or improving your strength, that looks like accumulating work or volume. So sets and reps are around that 80 to 85% uh, of your one rep max range because that's going to be really specific to your maximum strength because that's going to bring the reps down. It's going to be a very high percentage of what your maximum strength actually is. But just accumulating volume there gives you enough of a training volume to actually adapt and have a stimulus to recover from. Whereas if you just do heavy singles week in, week out, there's no actual training there. It's just going to be the odd one or two reps here and there. You want to be accumulating a little bit more work than that. So that's kind of what it looked like. Intensities set by percentages, accumulating work and volume around that 80 to 85% of your one rep max sort of range for between one and six reps per set. We always allowed a little bit of leeway just to account for off days, whether it's a hard day at work, something in life's just kicked off, kids playing up or they catch you up at night, that sort of stuff. So you always have to have a little bit of leeway in those percentages when it comes to working with people who are everyday athletes. But there was a much higher focus on the barbell work. So there'd be a big barbell lift in every session. That barbell lift would take up the majority of the session and then we do some slight assistance work afterwards. We kind of followed that sort of pattern for four lots of 16-ish weeks, which is a pretty standard sort of block that I would program for people in the absence of any other kind of significant landmarks in their kind of calendar. We'll always work through that kind of 16-ish week block following a pretty standard 
periodization model of just building a base that we want for the next block in terms of kind of around four-ish weeks of doing that then a four-ish week block of building up some volume so keeping the weight and the intensity pretty consistent but then just increasing some volume then dropping some volume down increasing the intensity so you're starting to realize the progress that you make and then just a little peak block at the end just to help you get those pbs so that was kind of the first few training blocks so if you do four 16 ish weeks blocks i think that kind of works out at 60 ish weeks of training um so just over a year the three more recent blocks that we've gone through have had a much more hypertrophy focused theme to them so building muscle because to be honest at that point with 200 squat 140 kilo bench 125 kilo bench press double body weight deadlift all that sort of stuff at that point we're we're strong enough if we're honest we don't need any more strength for Dan at that point pulling significantly more weight in his deadlift isn't going to add significantly more to his life he's already strong robust built all those sorts of things and again benching 130 kilos instead of 125 isn't really going to add much more to Luke's life at this point other than just being that moment of achieving something different so we wanted to go down this different route change the goals a little bit go to a little bit more of hypertrophy whereas these guys are kind of they're in their 40s building muscle it can be this new kind of refreshing goal and also kind of maximize their potential in the short and long term because you know, as we age, hormones do change, recovery starts to decrease, the amount of training volume you can do is probably going to just very gradually come down. So it's going to become progressively a little bit harder to gain muscle. It's not going to be impossible. But let's just shift that goal. Now we've got as much strength as we're probably ever going to need. Let's just change that goal a little bit, refresh the training a little bit and work along that line. So what we're doing now is we're still sticking to four sessions per week, but we're just doing it with a little bit of a twist. Whereas before we were doing two upper, two lower. Essentially, what we've been doing now is two and a half sessions of upper body and one and a half sessions of lower body. Okay, so that works out into a training week. I've talked about this before on the podcast of just my two and a half, one and a half split of an upper body session, heavy stuff, first day of the week, lower body, heavy stuff, second day of the week, then a very upper body focused push session, and then a very upper body focused pull session that just starts off with a deadlift so you're getting that second exposure to heavy lower body work in that final session okay what this allows us to do is both still accumulate some strength work in those first two sessions the heavy upper the heavy lower that's going to look like bench press military press squat rdl those sorts of movements in there and still do that work but also accumulate higher volumes of work in the 70 to 80 percent of your one rep max sort of range particularly in those final two sessions of the week so the push session and the pull session okay that's where the big change in the hypertrophy stimulus is going to come from so slightly lighter weight slightly different exercise selection and going for that higher volume of work at a slightly lower percentage of your maximum intensity okay the strength work is still there but it's a lower percentage of your overall training week and the percentage focuses on the upper lower body are just a little bit kind of less aggressive compared to what we were doing before because that maximum strength isn't the overall goal so whereas before we would have been quite challenging with the percentages that are prescribed i've just backed off a little bit and the interesting thing is that they're still hitting pbs doing this it doesn't necessarily need to be massively pushing the envelope every single time just having that consistent work in there but also probably building some muscle in this phase has helped kind of push their pbs on along as well because they've just got more muscle mass to work with okay during these kind of last three blocks, it's always been less kind of periodization based. So like I said, in the previous block where we have kind of a base phase, a building phase, an intensity phase, then a peaking phase, this has just been consistent training the whole way through because you have this little cycle within your training week 
anyway, just within that seven day cycle. You've got heavy, heavy volume, volume, heavy, heavy volume, volume. So rather than having these different stimuluses at different time in the program, just all in the program at the same time and using one to essentially recover from the other. So the heavy stuff is in that first fully upper body session, full, full lower body session. And then the volume stuff is in that push and that pull. Any deloads we've done haven't really been planned. They've just been played by sort of ear until this week, just because we know we've been hitting some one rep maxes. So yeah, any deloads not planned in, we're just training through until we feel like we need something based off how the guys are kind of reporting in based off their training. So what this has done is just, like I said, freshened up their training. It's worked really, really well. Like I said, the progress in Luke's upper body muscle is absolutely crazy. Dan is also looking broad and strong as fuck. But let's just say that all this stuff that I've just said, it can sound quite fancy, but none of that is fancy stuff. This has been really simple programming that's been built on consistency, consistency of turning up and doing the work three to four times per week, pretty much every week, barring when these guys are on holiday. And it's more credit to the boys than it is for me for making it work because it, it makes my life really, really easy when I know people are going to be turning up consistently three to four times per week to put in the work and push each other along. And they've done it recently alongside kind of progressing careers and businesses. So that has been a significant challenge to them. Dan has got a promotion recently. Luke's business has taken off massively in the last year. This means they're both working later more often, starting earlier more often and taking on more stress and more responsibility alongside it. They're both providing for their kids more and more as they grow up, including getting them puppies that then disrupt their sleep even further. And they do this in the middle of a training phase. It's very unideal, but we still get PBs at the end of it. And they're still doing this while still being social with that old kind of gym group from the previous gym where we first worked together. And they're going to be doing that exactly this weekend whilst watching the England-Scotland rugby match. So this is all being done in this massive context. So I share this as a little bit of inspiration for you guys out there kind of listening in and wondering what you might be able to achieve because it's a fucking lot just as long as you commit to three to four sessions per week and just consistently working on nutrition. The key bit to remember is it doesn't have to happen overnight. But after four to five years of consistently investing three to four hours per week in yourself plus thinking about nutrition, you two could also be the strongest guys in the gym, just like Luke and Dan. They have absolutely proved it's possible and they are the epitome of everyday athletes in the people that I work with it. And I absolutely love it. You guys, you're absolutely bossing it. If you listen to this, great work. It's always fun working with you. Um, it'd be good to be honest to get one of you or both of you on the podcast at one point so you could tell your story um, in person. Maybe we'll talk about that in the gym this week about getting you on the podcast, just have a little chat. Um, I know you guys like a chat, so it could be good for everybody to listen in, not just me. Uh, anyway, I will see you in the next episode. Hope you found this useful and yeah, see you on Thursday.